around our church and about what we're going to be like in 2021 and beyond. As part of that, we've looked at a couple of different things so far. We're looking at being a church without walls. So we live our lives presently. We live it in relationship with God, in full view of everyone. We live as Jesus would have lived. We live our lives and we do what he would have done. We are the church, and it's not based on the building. It's amazing to have buildings and facilities, but we, the people, are the church, and we live our lives with no walls, with nothing restricting us or constraining us. And then not only that, we live our lives with a kingdom mindset. We live our lives knowing that this is not all there is. We live our lives in a way that honors God, that actually shows God's kingdom shows the way we should act and the way we would have acted, the way Jesus would be acting. And we live our lives as a reflection of who God is. See, when people look at us, they should see Jesus and even see God himself and see God's love being presented to them. Our life should be a reflection of God's love. We should be God in person to those around us. You might be the only living example of God that people get to see. So that's a big challenge. And then not only that, we live a lifestyle of worship. We live as a worshiping church. We praise God with all that we have. We praise him and thank him for all that he's doing. Everything we are and everything we do should radiate God. See, it's those things are it's those simple things that actually should give us life and give us um, the ability to praise God and worship Him in every circumstance. Why? Because we worship God for who He is. We worship God because of who He made us to be. We worship Him and we thank Him. We worship Him through word, through deed, through song, through every and any available means. Our whole life is a style of worship. And today I want us to look at another aspect. We should be a church that prays. We should be a praying church. And you see, we're supposed to be a people known for praying, knowing for actually connecting to God. See, something should happen when we pray. If something good happens, we pray. If something bad happens, we pray. Whatever happens, we pray. We should be known and our life should revolve around this simple thing of prayer. It should be our automatic reaction in life. Whatever happens, pray. See, some people only use it as an SOS, as a, oh no, help. Sometimes people do that. Whenever things go wrong, they just shout out, oh no, help. And they do like a shotgun prayer to God, just, God help me. See, for a lot of people, that's what even prayer has become. Either that or it becomes a long list of words that we just repeat meaninglessly. Can you really imagine that for a minute? How, how bad that would be? You see, or imagine a relationship that is only based on talking when there's a problem. What sort of marriage would that be? What sort of marriage would Katie and I have if we only spoke whenever there was an issue, whenever there was a problem? whenever there was something to resolve or a point to make. See, sometimes that's how people treat prayer with God. Sometimes, in all honesty, we have to admit that sometimes we even do that. Oh no, help. 
See, others treat prayer like it's at their own convenience. You know what? I'll turn to you whenever I want. So again, can we imagine a marriage that basically you only turn to each other and talk whenever you want to, not and whenever you find it convenient? It doesn't matter about the other side. It doesn't matter about their opinions and thoughts. It doesn't matter about what they've got to say. But you only turn and tell them your thoughts and your demands and what you think. Some people only use it as a long list of the things that they want to see happen. We start praying and we just say what we want and then we turn around and walk out. Again, what sort of relationship, what sort of marriage, what sort of... What would that look like? How would that be? If literally we just walked in and said, this is what I want. Bye. That's not, not, a, not healthy. It's not good. Letting out a long list of that without any response, without any comeback, without any dynamic happening in it. See, prayer is supposed to be something that's so relational. Prayer is something that we're meant to be caught doing all the time. Do you know what? Jesus was regularly caught praying. He was regularly just seeked out. The disciples couldn't find him. Where is he gone? He's gone praying. It mentions it regularly that Jesus always took himself off to pray. Jesus slipped away from crowds. Jesus just went and just to get time with God because he knew he needed time with God the Father. See, out of a relationship of prayer, Jesus went and he lived out how he lived. He lived out what he seen the Father doing. Why? Because he was in that dynamic relationship of prayer. So instead of prayer as an addition, it was the most integral part of who he was. And the same for me and the same for you. We need to make prayer the most integral part of who we are and what we do. Like a marriage or any other form of healthy relationship, there has to be two-way communication constantly. See, firstly, we keep the lines of communication open and we share everything readily. We don't hold anything back. And that's why, yes, it can be an SOS line to God. It can be everything that I said before. But, it can, but, but the thing is, it has to be so much more. It has to be so much more of a dynamic between you and God. See, prayer has to be the key to everything we do. It's the powerhouse for us and our life. See, that's why when the disciples looked at Jesus, they went, there's something different about the way you pray. There's something different about what you do. There's something different about the way you live your life. And that's why the disciples turned and asked Jesus how to pray. We're going to actually look at the Luke version of this this time. So what did they say in Luke? Luke 11 starts very simply with the disciples asking Jesus, teach us how to pray. So he does, he teaches them how to pray. He teaches them what we call the Lord's Prayer or the, the prayer the disciples were taught by Jesus. But then it goes on and says more. Jesus teaches them more about prayer. Luke 11, verse 5. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. Suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. 
I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of a friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Did you know that those verses were actually associated with prayer? Did you know that God answers prayers sometimes, not because it's what he wants to do, but because we have the audacity to ask him? We risk asking him in the first place. When's the last time we asked God for something quite unrealistic, quite ridiculous? See, Jesus is teaching us that God the Father is a good Father. He is the good, good Father. He is the one who's in heaven, and he knows exactly what we need. See, sometimes in life we're totally unprepared for anything that comes our way. We don't have what we need, and we don't make the preparations we should do. We don't even have enough to feed a friend who comes and visits us. We don't even make enough preparations for that. But God will even give to us when our requests seem unreasonable. Jesus says that if we ask God, he will give us. If we seek, then we'll find. If we knock, then it will be opened. So are you asking God for anything today? Have you asked God for anything recently? Are you in need of anything? What are you asking God for? What have you asked God for even in the past? Has it been answered? Even if it wasn't the answer you wanted? What are you asking for, God, that's not possible under your own strength? Are we seeking something out? Are we seeking an answer to a question? or an answer to a statement that's been said? Are we asking for a healing? Are we seeking a healing? Are we seeking a miracle? Are we seeking a touch of restoration in our lives because we know that we're broken? Are we seeking strength? Strength to get through today, strength to get through even the next few moments. You know, whatever you're seeking for, God knows. What doors are we knocking on in our lives? What are we trying to move on into? Do we need to know an answer to something? Are we knocking at the door of a question and we just want to get through to find out the answer? You know, what are you, is there something that God needs to share with you about? Is there something that God needs you to start banging on the door of, to start seeking a response from him? See, God is a good God. God knows how to give us the best gifts. He knows how to give us the best gift. And the best gift he has given us is actually the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. See, through our salvation, through the finished work of Jesus on the cross, we receive 
forgiveness. We receive the right to become children of God. And as we become children of God, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells inside of us. So ultimately, through our salvation, the best gift that God can give us, part of himself, is actually inside of us. It makes us sons and daughters of God. And what does the Holy Spirit enable us to do? Well, this is what Jesus says in John 14, verse 26. He says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. See, the Holy Spirit comes first and foremostly in the name of Jesus. It comes and teaches us who Jesus is. It comes and teaches us what it's like to be in relationship with God the same way Jesus was in relationship with God. It teaches us all things. There's no limit to, the, to how much we know except the limits we place on ourselves. It's not just a few things that we need to know, but all things that we need to know will be found through our, the dynamic of our relationship with God and the power of the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. It reminds us of everything we have been taught. So everything God has taught you in the past, you know what, it's a reminder of how God is working in our lives. And this will help us daily live for God. That's the beauty of being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the beauty of God placing part of himself inside of us. We're not alone. We're not left as orphans. But you know what? God comes and guides us through every single day. He comes and teaches us the truth and how to walk in that truth. It also says in John 15, verse 26, that when the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. You know what? It will tell us this is who Jesus is. This is who Jesus, as he lived his life, this is how he did life. This is how he lived his life. It testifies as we walk through our life. It testifies about what Jesus would have done, about what Jesus will, will do through you and through me. It guides us to be like Jesus. This was the most important cog in Jesus' life. Luke 3, verse 21. Now, when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized, and while he was praying, heaven was opened. Jesus was baptized, he was praying, heaven was opened, and God spoke. Matthew 14, verse 23. After he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Jesus took himself off and went and prayed. After bidding them farewell, Mark 6, verse 46, he left for the mountain to pray. Luke 6, verse 12. It was at that time that he went off to the mountain to pray and he spent the whole night in prayer to God. When's the last time you spent all night in prayer to God? Mark 1 verse 35, in the early morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went away to a secluded place and was praying there. Luke 5 verse 16, but Jesus himself would often slip away into the wilderness and pray. Luke 9, verse 18, and it happened that while he was still, or while he was praying alone and the disciples were with him, he questioned them saying, who do people say that I am? Jesus was praying. The disciples were there. And then Jesus 
Um, Matthew 26, verse 36, then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to the disciples, sit here a while while I go there and pray. See, time and time again, Jesus prayed. It was just a natural life for him. He prayed, he prayed, he prayed. Everywhere he went, he prayed. Sometimes his prayer, just he was so connected to God through prayer, he spent all night praying. Sometimes he woke up early in the morning and went and prayed. He spent time praying. How much time do we spend praying? If it was totaled up throughout a week, what percentage of our week would we pray? Would it even be 1%? See, this is supposed to be our lifeblood as individuals in the church as we are the church, this is where we should find our life. All throughout Acts, God time and time again does mighty and miraculous things as the disciples are praying. Peter and John were on their way to pray, and then they prayed for somebody on the way, and somebody got healed. Stephen was just about to be stoned, and he started praying for those around him. He was stoned to death as he prayed. Read all three acts for yourself. You'll see time and time again, prayer, 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 prayer. It's a natural lifestyle to live in, to live within us. Some people try and use that excuse, so, oh, but I don't know how to pray. And do you want to know, it's okay to feel like that sometimes. I don't know how to pray. I just don't know how to do it. But I want to encourage you. Prayer is just a simple conversation between you and God. If it's spoken in front of people, then you know what? People are invited into that conversation between you and God. And that's why whenever we gather together to pray and we listen to a prayer, we can all say amen or let it be, which is what the translation means. Yes, let it be. You know what, it's not about eloquent words. It's not about saying things right or putting it the right way. I grew up in a church that people didn't pray the way they spoke. They were putting on, in essence, a fake way of speaking just to try and talk to God. They tried to fill it full of these and lows and all that. And I was just sitting going, but this isn't, is, is that a real expression of your heart, of the way that you speak? of the way that you really speak to God. Yes, we've got to be respectful because obviously we're talking to God who creates everything, but it's a conversation with a God, our Father who loves us, who knows how to give us what we need. So do you want to know what? Nobody can use the excuse you don't know how to pray because it's a simple expression of your heart. It's a simple expression of just stating who you are of stating where you are, of stating what's happening. And then we listen to God's response. We listen to what God says to us and through us. So even when we don't know how to pray, you know what, God has given us ways to pray. Even sometimes if you can't find words to express your feeling, the Bible tells us he's given us a way. Romans 8, verse 26 and 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. So if you're feeling weak in your prayer life today, that's okay. We do, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit 
because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So it's okay to not know how to pray. It's okay to not know the right words to say sometimes because the Spirit himself, God, that God's placed in you, actually intercedes on your behalf and actually through wordless groans then speaks to God the Father in heaven. That's the beauty of what God does. The Spirit then prays on our behalf in line with the will of God for your life, for you. So you want you've got no excuses when it comes to prayer because prayer by our own choice of opting out is the only way that we'll not be actually in relationship with God, in prayer with God. Our relationship with God will struggle if we don't live our lives in this way. What are we meant to do? Ephesians 6 verse 18 tells us, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. You know what? There's a world of people around us that need us just to be in relationship with God, praying to God about everything. Everything and anything should be that. We need to pray filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to pray, be pray, be, we need to be in prayer filled full of God so that we can actually then reach out to those around us and show them the love of God. So if you don't pray, if you don't connect yourself to God, you're actually then depriving your brothers and sisters around you of your input, of your prayers, of where God's leading your heart and what God's doing in your heart. You're not connecting with them and then you're also not connecting with God. Your relationship with God will be stunted like a healthy diet, if you don't eat the right things, if you don't do the right things, then your body is not going to be healthy. So if part of the body isn't functioning correct, imagine if you're a kidney in the, in, in the prayer world. Well, you know what? The kid, if a kidney doesn't work right, then the body's going to suffer. That's why it's an amazing thing for us to pray. That's why it's an amazing thing for us to um, be in relationship with God of talking with God throughout every single occasion, everything that happens in your life, you should be constantly praying. It brings us life. It keeps our life healthy. It's our chance to share our heart as we gather together, even in prayer. It's our chance to bring our thanks, our praise, our love, our adoration to God. And with prayers and petitions, we come and we wrestle with them in front of him and with him before our good Father, and then we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us in how to live. And even when we stumble, it gives us an opportunity to pray. So if you're finding prayer boring and not interesting, is the source of that boredom and non-interestingness really God? No, because the thing is, God is the fullness of life. Jesus promised what? He says, I've come to give life and life in all its fullness. So if we're not praying properly with God, our life will be empty, our life will be boring, our life will be devoid of the real life that we need. So I want to encourage you, let yourself live your life to the full. Let yourself have the same spirit, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, let that 
be alive in you and let that rise us up from our dead, sinless life that we had and give us life in all its fullness. Give us life the way God intended. Let us be a church that lives our life in prayer to God. And let us on all occasions pray to God in every type of prayer and request, every type of thanks and praise, every type of adoration. Everything that's within us should be crying out to God. Don't let things come and distract us. Don't let things come and draw us away. But let us just give our lives to God daily and let him come and work in miraculous ways. Prayer is simple conversation. So don't complicate it. Don't complicate it by trying to make it something it's not. But let your heart just be expressed to God and let God come and speak to you. Let's pray together now. God, we thank you so much. We thank you so much that you love us. We thank you so much that you desire for your heart to be connected to our hearts. You desire and have created prayer as a simple conversation, as a simple way of, to, of us um, seeing you and knowing you. That as the Spirit lives in us, it cries out to you, and we through it are connected to you. And in the name of Jesus, we can testify to the goodness of God. We can testify to what you're doing around us and in us and through us we can see that as your church as your body on earth we can actually then show others the real relationship with God and the real difference that real life can make because you give life and life in all its fullness oh God we just praise you right now and we thank you for this life God, if we're struggling to connect to you in prayer, God, we just want to give you all of those struggles right now. If we're struggling to know your voice, if we're struggling to know what to do and how to do it, we give you all of those worries and concerns right now. God, if we've made mistakes and we've allowed ourselves to become bored or distracted or disconnected from you in any way, God, we give it all to you right now. God, we just come to you and we humbly admit that sometimes we do get it wrong. Sometimes we stumble. Sometimes we fall. But God, you promise that if we wait on you, our strength will be renewed, that we'll rise up on wings like eagles, we'll run and we'll not grow weary, and we won't faint. God, we thank you so much for your promises. We thank you so much that as we come to you, as we seek your face, you will show us life. God, we want to humble ourselves. We want to seek you and we want to pray. And we want you to heal our land. We want to turn from our wicked ways. And we want to honor you with our life. So God, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to live our life as a constant prayer, as a constant connection with you. On all occasions, at all times, may we bring our prayer requests to you and just leave them at your feet. And just really be connected to life. God, whenever we get the opportunities to pray together on Monday nights, God, may we all just make extra effort just to pray together and connect together and just to share the life that you've given us, to share the lifeblood and to share the, the, the joy and the beauty of our real prayer relationship with you. God, thank you so much for what you are doing. Thank you so much for what you've done. God, may we just not be distracted by anything, but may we just press on for the goal that you've placed in front of us, for the life that you're giving us, for the life that you're living in us and through us. 
Oh God, we just don't want to be restricted anymore, but we want to live a life to the full. So God, we humbly submit to you and we say thank you, Father, for loving us. In Jesus' beautiful name, amen, amen. I really pray that you'll just have been blessed this week, that this topic will just um, get a real passion burning in you, just to be connected to God through every moment being in prayer with him. May we not let any moment pass us by without connecting with God and actually living our lives in connection with God, letting others see God moving in us and through us. You are a blessing to this world. You are the life that God wants to share with this world. So allow that life just to be alive in you. Allow that just to be an expression of what God is doing in you and how God is working through you. God bless you all, and I really hope you have an amazing week. And don't be afraid to share your prayer requests in our prayer group in WhatsApp. Don't be afraid to share your prayers, uh, even just individually with other brothers and sisters. Don't be afraid to just be connected together with other brothers and sisters in prayer. Don't be afraid to take every opportunity to bless one another by praying for each other. God bless you all and just really just live your life connected with God and then also connected with others. God bless you all and have an amazing week.